When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast where we get together to talk about the latest in TV and movies. And if there's something going on in Marvel, if there's something going on in Star Wars, we're going to be right here. Where is here? YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny or roosterteeth.com but guess what if you want to as an audio podcast just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast and we will be right there for you and if you want to get the show ad free you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny we give you that option as well as always i'm tim gettys and i'm joined by the producer slash seducer nick scarpino hello tim how are you doing i'm doing real good real good this morning it was a fun night of watching content last night uh it's gonna be a fun night of you guys watching us react to that content over on youtube because we've got both this screencast and marvel's what if screencast that are going to be up so that's really cool stuff but to talk about all that as well we have the texas treat latino heat clicking heads and ripping them to shreds the globe trotting head shotting from twitch.tv andy cortez hello everybody good great morning Great morning. Great morning, Great Great morning, morning to, you. to you as well. And of course, we have my Canadian Thanksgiving, Matt Rohrbeck. Oof, it's like very, that. very soon. Very, very mm-hmm. soon. I think it's like, mm-hmm. well, I don't even know when the hell our own Thanksgiving is. Uh, great morning, everyone. May the force be with you. How are you guys? Really good. Uh, Matt, I want you to know, whenever I come up with my nicknames for you, I just type it's Canadian into different. Google, and it's whatever comes up. And Canadian Perfect. Thanksgiving, the it's SEO is soon, popping, everybody. So that's, yeah. that's where that came from. Oh, I, I can't it. wait to hear next week. <laughs> So what we're going to do here, just like we did last week, all right, we had Star Wars Visions episodes one, two, and three. Now we're going to do four, five, and six. For your amusement, we're talking about The Village Bride, The Ninth Jedi, and T-O-B-1. Andy Cortez, I want to start with you. What do you think about them as a whole? And then we'll go episode by episode. As a whole, I had a blast watching all of these. Each episode offered something different. And uh, yeah, by the end of them, I was just like, God dang, this continues to be a great time. Matt? Uh, I'm in the same boat. Uh, I rewatched them this morning. I watched the uh, subtitled version this morning, watched the English last week before we were uh, talking about the first couple episodes. Yeah, I think these, uh, The Village Bride and The Ninth Jedi are probably my two favorite episodes of the entire series after watching the whole thing now. Uh, Absolutely love both from the animation, the music, uh, the twist, just the, you know, a love letter to Jedis and lightsabers. I just, I'm completely blown away with this series. The Toby episode, um, that Pinocchio Mega Man becoming a Jedi not didn't really love it. I uh, thought it was okay, uh, but yeah, I just love this series. I would watch an entire series uh, around the Ninth Jedi, and I hope they continue that. I think it's fantastic. Nick, oh yeah, I'm in the same boat with everyone. I think this is a really, 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 really cool use of resources for Disney. I think I hope they do. I hope this paid off for them, and that they continue to take chances like this because these are some of the coolest things I've seen in a really, really long time. Uh, specifically, the Ninth Jedi 
when it started, I'm like, this is a really cool concept. Then I hit pause, see how long it was. And I was like, 23 minutes. Yes, that's awesome. I want more of this. And just the way it ends, it reminds a lot of these. It's so funny because a lot of these just remind me of like different eras uh, and different styles of anime, which obviously is what they wanted it to, uh, to be right. They wanted the, all these studios to kind of come out and be creative and kind of tap into those, those different feelings. But like, man, watching um, uh, Toby or T.O.B. one, I was like, this reminds me of like that the hobbit cartoon from back in the day oh my god it's yeah. just like old yeah, yeah, yeah. school <laughs> animation and the music the sort of whimsical music and granted yeah i mean uh, to, to matt's point like it wasn't the it wasn't my favorite episode by far but it has a little bit of magic and a little, little nostalgia for me and the idea i think what i like a lot about these is like the, the idea behind them the thought behind them is solid to begin with right just the one line of like what if a robot could become a jedi Right. And, and I know, like, obviously, the Pinocchio, like the, the, the wooden boy becoming a real boy, love that parallel. But the idea of him being like, I'm going to, I, in order to do that, and then I'm going to take my father's work and, and move it forward. He's not, it's not even about being a Jedi in the traditional sense. And a lot of these aren't. Uh, you know, we saw, the, we saw the one with the Jedi with the, uh, the punk band. I like that they can put those little spins on this stuff. Yeah. I think it's super cool. I think it's super creative. And I'm getting a lot out of this series. I could not agree more. This show is phenomenal. Like, I think that it's not just like damn cool or really good. Like, I think specifically the Village Bride and Ninth Jedi, like those two back to back, it's like, oh my God, this isn't fair. I didn't think that I was going to enjoy an episode as much as I did the Ronin, uh, the first episode. Like, that just kind of nailed what I thought the potential of Star Wars Visions could be. And I was so fucking wrong. The, uh, the Village Bride is one of now my favorite Star Wars things ever. Like, yeah. that was from top to bottom so fantastic and it brings in so many elements of things that i love nick you talking about the different eras of anime i love that the two that i just mentioned uh episodes four and five feel like miyazaki movies condensed yeah. but without losing the heart or the charm and with the star wars rapper and they kind of use that rapper so well i love that the the uh, village bride the first episode that we watched this week um is so not star wars for a lot of it like it is kind of just more focusing on nature and it uh with without a couple key things like seeing the probe droid and, and seeing a couple things until the end of the episode it kind of just feels like its own miyazaki type story and they seamlessly integrate star wars especially multiple eras of star wars which i always love like seeing the battle droids uh i love that i love the use of them and i love the idea of them even mentioning the separatists and all this stuff like this isn't canon but they're using the canon in very smart ways that add up with the anime style uh different anime styles with really engaging characters i thought the voice acting this week was a market improvement yeah. over um the first couple episodes and not that there was anything really bad of the first three i just thought that these were really really excellent i'm so blown away and the last real compliment i want to give is uh going into the third episode the tob1 i was like looking at the thumbnail i'm like all right i already know this is going to be my least favorite of all of these like i'm not interested in this it starts off and i'm still feeling that way i'm like it's cute that this is a throwback like i get what they're going for but like I never liked Astro boy to begin with i never liked the speed racer cartoon nick not the movie uh, it's um yeah, this is very much for like me. Mega Man anime for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, exactly. And with that stuff, I was kind of like, ah, I was never the biggest fan of that. And hey, I'm a fucking horse's ass. By the end of it, I'm like, this episode okay, rocks. Cool. This cool. is so good. And it's like, I, despite me kind of want, not wanting to like it, they won me over. And like, granted, it's not my favorite episode. But if that is the low bar of what the show can do, I, I am blown away. Congratulations to everybody working on this because it is 
awesome. And I yeah. really hope we get a, a season two that continues to just do more unique stories like this. Andy Cortez from kind of funny. Yeah. At the, at the, it, when we talk about not, you know, maybe this episode wasn't perfect or whatever. Maybe this one I didn't necessarily love, but they still all have really great stuff to offer. And even then in TOB one, those action sequences are so cool. And I love, I love oh, whenever um, anime yeah. animators, for lack of anim, animators, um, <laughs> when they, I, I love all the sort of forced perspective and crazy, like, um, whenever they're dealing with characters and, and awesome movement and cool traversal and the cameras doing all this crazy shit that you would never be able to do in real life. I love when they play with a lot of that stuff. So TOB one, even though I wasn't necessarily loving it through, I loved the action sequences and it still kind of ended in a weird kind of unsatisfying way. I just, I don't know. I felt like it was rushed. Like they were kind of put up towards the end of the deadline. and just had to kind of end the episode, but yeah, I agree with you that the ninth Jedi is by far easily my favorite so far um and it being this 20 minute uh thing as opposed to like a 13 minute short or whatever i think just felt a lot more natural and we start to see what you can really do with a longer format episode and how these characters can feel so well developed in such a short amount of time and all the cool twists and turns that it offers as well with the lightsabers kind of shine at and parallel what you feel inside and as soon so, as those lightsabers turn red concept. holy shit what a fucking moment it was great and that, that, purple that in between yeah <laughs> it's so good like the visual storytelling in that whole episode going from like the kind of black nothing lightsaber to the green lightsaber of the young girl in that episode is just such great visual storytelling and that whole episode just is makes lightsabers the coolest thing in the world and they they are it's but it's also okay like, let, it's, let's stick with uh we'll, let's start talking with the ninth jedi let's start with the second okay, or the cool. fifth episode <laughs> of the series because we're, we're there right now go for it nick i was gonna say well, on a point you made earlier though to go back to that you brought up miyazaki and what's what i think is hilarious maybe probably speaks just to the strength of miyazaki is that all three of these remind me of different eras of miyazaki yeah. films which is crazy to think about right like but they go in like the uh, like opposite order where it was like uh, like tob1 reminds me of a lot of uh that the, his Anya. first movie uh the ponyo there's, there's a ponyo as well but it also reminds me of like i get mad um Yes, Nausicaa vibes from from that right. as well because it was that more simple style um, that just kind of lets the, the 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 scenes play out as they need to. But uh, going with the Ninth Jedi, like I just what a perfect setup. I mean, there's mystery. We we know we 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 know everything we need to know, right? Obviously, we're in a world we're in it we're in a we're in a part of the Star Wars universe where there's just no Jedi and they're trying to rebuild that. I always love that. You're not quite sure if this guy that called him there is good or bad. Um, and then of course the reveal of who the ninth Jedi is, is was just hype as shit. Mm-hmm. When when the uh the guy for Lord Marmaduke or whatever his name was was like Mark Grave. Yeah. <laughs> but he when he was like, Kira, you're gonna be he's like, you're gonna join us and you're gonna be the ninth Jedi. It's just so dope. And you guys brought up one of my favorite parts of the whole thing was that obviously she draws this lightsaber and we get this cool line of uh of dialogue where her dad's like, I've actually like kind of tempered the kyber crystals. So that the Jedi, when they pick them up, the color becomes whatever, like, you know, is reflective of who they are. And sure, hers turned kyber crystals 
will decide the, based on force abilities. Are you kidding me? That's one of the That's coolest yeah. things cool. ever exactly. said. It's and, a great it's, and it's such an easy setup for yep. an easy win because we know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And when it happens, of it's course. so dope as shit. But Eddie, it's green when it happens because they so fucking dope. know that green is cooler. Yeah. And what's no, cool is that, but, but, but when she ends up – and it's – but it's not like they, there was a moment where like she picks it up finally and draws it and it turns green. It actually happens if memory serves correctly like through her fight yeah. as she's fighting and realizing that they're like, she needs to fight harder or like one, one of the person, people, uh, you know, the other Jedi who goes down the kid who you thought was going to be the main character who spoiled like, I don't know what the heck's going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't like the voice actor. Green. Yeah. I didn't like, I didn't care for him. Uh, well, I thought he was fine. I, I, he wasn't the strongest in the episode. I, I do think that this episode so far features the most stilted dialogue. And I think that he was a big part of that. I don't know if it was the performance or uh, just the way that it was written. I don't think it was bad by any means, but I, I do think that it, I noticed it more than I did in any of the other ones. It, it was only his voice that stood out from the rest of the cast. It just, it, it felt like, uh, like maybe they brought in somebody at the last minute to replace whoever. But as soon as the episode starts going, I go, oh, thank God he's not the main character. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. yeah. he'll still be there. And, and hopefully the, if they make more of this, that crew will remain. Uh, but that's way too speculative. But yeah, I, I was glad like, oh, you're not the main dude. Perfect. Uh, on a visual level, though, I think this episode, I mean, very, very clean design. I loved the design of the bad guys, the, the two like marauders that were chasing after her. I just thought like, and you know, just the big, those, those the, the walking in with those big hats that are just so perfectly a combination of like something you would see out of an anime, but then also something you would see in the Star Wars universe. Everything just kind of fit and melded with this one. And it's just a cool story. Yeah. No, I mean, I love it. Like they, they, I know this isn't what if, but when you look at these, you kind of can like ask the it question, is kind like, of. What, yeah. what is the concept of this one? And I, I love that this one kind of starts off of like, what it, there's a lightsaber forge like there's yeah. this this guy out there that is just forging these kyber crystals for the, the last remaining jedi that they're trying to get to as they're being hunted and it's like that is so fucking awesome cool. and so cool the lightsaber uh forger himself is voiced by simu lu from shang chi oh, that's cool. which yeah. is really fucking cool um i, I love jedi the, too right in this right because at one point he's like or at least he was a force user because at one point he like stops one of the oh yeah, yeah. blasters yeah, yeah, like, yeah, retracts yeah. it uh which is just so so damn awesome i love the way that this the one uses music it has a lot of remix themes from like we get ray's theme kind yeah, of remix i was gonna say that for uh for the main girl and like her getting on the speeder and all that the speeder chasing in this through the forest is so damn cool yeah that entire ice thing the force recall of the speeder to get back on it to to go off for that final fight like all that stuff was was really damn cool um yeah i i'm just like really 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 into this episode her turning around and just you're like holy shit like if i'm that dude i'm like all right she's got the four i'm yeah i'm gonna back back off off this a little bit but i also love that I like. I'm sorry, Matt, to cut you off, but I, I like that the that there's just a minimal amount of setup for why she is a force user. Right? We get that moment with her dad where he kind of he redirects the blaster. You're like, okay, so they're they're they are obviously. I mean, obviously, he's a, he makes lightsabers too, so he has context for this. But she's not quite there yet, and he's like, and she has to find a master and all that stuff. But all that stuff is just kind of like I'm. I might be filling that in with my head cannon right now. You guys can can uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But it just to me, I'm like that hits. This makes sense. This is cool. 
let's move forward with it. And I totally agree. I think that goes back to your point, Nick, too, about the lightsaber and the gradual kind of transition. It's not just this moment where she turns on and it's a green saber. Like even in that speeder chase, you kind of see the saber go from that kind of nothing grayish to like slightly green. And then it eventually just turns fully green. And I just absolutely love that. And then what Tim said about the music. Yeah. I kind of took this as like, I know it's not Canon, but I almost take it like using Ray's theme and things like that. And her being the last Jedi and, and things like that, that like, I almost took this as that's taking place after rise of Skywalker. And then maybe like, this is kind of the, that's kind of how I took it. And the Jedi kind of coming back up and there's not very many of them. And they're trying to bring the Jedi order back, but uh, the music just, in all of these episodes but this one specifically yeah using the remix themes like uh tim said and just that visual storytelling like again yeah you you kind of see the moment coming but i like that kind of agatha christie mystery it's not a murder mystery per se but like using lightsabers as that thing so right when they turn it on just that one line of dialogue where we see that was the, cool the girls gradual transition but they all just turn it on and it's the red no, sabers and it yeah. completely caught me off guard and i was like oh shit this is incredible this is awesome exactly and, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Me Undies. Are you afraid of the glow in the dark? Well, shield your eyes because the new Me Undies Halloween just dropped dead. Get it? Because it just there's new Halloween Me Undies out, and you know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Greg Miller, and I'm the king of Halloween, and I love my Me Undies. Of course, they're the only underwear I wear, and I'm always happy throughout the year when I get to my candy corn me undies. I've had those for a long time and I like them quite a bit, but now they got new Halloween prints. You don't have to do that. Me undies are made from natural fibers sourced from beechwood trees, making their micromodal fabric soft, breathable, and dangerously cozy. Get your spooky season up and haunting with five new prints. I see you, and that's E-Y-E, my boo, tricks and treats, lazy bones, and lazy pumpkin. Available in undies, bralettes, socks, and loungewear in sizes XS through 4XL. There are a lot of options to consider, but make it decision quickly because there's somebody right behind you to get 15% off your first order and free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash morning that's meundies.com slash morning our other sponsor of the day why it's quip ladies and gentlemen when's the last time you got rewarded for brushing your teeth with quips smart electric toothbrush good habits can earn great perks like free products gift cards and more the quip smart brush for adults and kids connects to the quip app with bluetooth track when and how well you brush get tips and coaching to improve your habits earn points for daily brushing and bonus points for completing challenges like streaks redeem for rewards like free products gift cards and discounts from quip and its partners ladies and gentlemen i'm greg miller and i use this toothbrush it's very simple i have the all black one it syncs up with my phone it tells me how much and then i get to redeem it all the time for free gift cards and you know they they make you brush a long time to do it but you do get it in the end which i appreciate start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today go to getquip.com slash kind of funny all one word right now to save ten dollars on a quip smart electric toothbrush that's ten dollars off a smart electric toothbrush at getquip.com slash kind of funny g-e-t-q-u-i-p.com slash kind of funny quip the good habits company uh andy you you were talking about how like we all saw it coming like we knew that she was going to get a color at some point but i feel like that was so so well done with uh what matt's talking about of like that element we knew was coming, but we didn't know a lot of the other elements. Like right. I love that there was this mystery. I, I even love uh, the the dude. I'm forgetting his name right now. Juro or Juro. something. Juro. Oh my gosh, yeah. the ma- the mask destiny. Yeah. He's looking like a Sith Lord, right? I, and oh, I love shit. that. I, that design choice was great because it's like they're like, oh, he's a Jedi, but we're looking at him. We're like, 
I don't know that he's a Jedi. Like he looks like a bad dude. And like yeah. the way that they play with that, and especially with like the droid coming out and someone being in the droid, all of that stuff played with our expectations. And this whole thing felt like a movie and it was 20 minutes, right? Like it, it really felt like it was well paced and kind of gave us everything we needed for this world and the story. I was very, very impressed with it. I think they originally said it, this episode was supposed to be two parts, right? And then that's why they put it together and it's way longer than the rest of them. I don't know where they would have cut it because originally the series was supposed to be 10 episodes and this was supposed to be a two-parter. But I guess maybe when they decided that they were just dropping all the episodes at the same time, then why kind of split it up and just put it into one bigger episode? But um, yeah, I love that it was 23 minutes and something we didn't really touch on last week. Like, I'm just impressed at how much character development and like just story they can put in these such short episodes and i know this was more of a traditional you know 21 minute kind of animated uh episode but i'm just always blown away at being like how much emotion and just everything is in such a short period of time it's incredible then moving back now to uh, episode four the village bride uh, this is my favorite. I, I really love this. I, I love that this one introduced the, the kind of idea of nature as the force, which is such an anime thing, such a Japanese culture type thing. And we see a little bit more of this in the TOB1 episode. But uh, like I said earlier, I love that there's a lot of not Star Wars in this. And so that's it makes the Star Wars elements kind of stand out even more and like really shine. Uh, I love the use of the different eras. I, and I, I think that they did a, a really good job kind of with a lot of Final Fantasy VII type listen to the planet and the planet has memories and like all this stuff like that feels so right at home in star wars and we just never thought of it that way like i think that they dealt with the force uh so well with this and like they because of that we're interested in these characters we believe in them we were rooting for them and um the fight scenes are awesome and the the girl pulling out the lightsaber and like the design of it at the end i was like this is one of the most cool get hype Star Wars moments I've seen in a very, very long time. And the music in this one I thought was beautiful where it wasn't just, oh, themes we've heard before. I think that the unique score for this and the unique vibe, like it had this nature feel to it. Like I, I, I thought that they really nailed it in the two voice actors. I want to shout out here because this is pretty fucking awesome. Uh, the main girl F is voiced by Karen Fukuhara, who's uh, the girl from the boys. Oh, oh, yeah. Kind oh. Of like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Valco, who's the uh, this guy we see on the right here with the the mask on, is Kari Hiroyuko Tagawa from uh, Shang Chi from not Shang Chi Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat, oh. <laughs> and oh, the grandpa from cool. Johnny Tsunami, which is fucking rad as hell. Dope bucket helmet for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, jumping off that, Tim, like I, I, I loved seeing this show exploring different planets and cultures in the Star Wars universe and these quieter moments. I thought the costume design in this episode was incredible. You mentioned the score is fantastic. Um, it reminded me of the first episode of The Duel with kind of someone going in and kind of protecting a small village, but in a much different way. I like that kind of taking like human collateral and I like how kind of dark this show can kind of get at times too. And yeah, that whole last moment and those booster heels when she pulls those out are just like the coolest thing ever. But yeah, it's I, awesome. I, I think Matt makes a great point and it's something, it's one thing that I've been having issues with on the Marvel side of things with What If is that this this episode in particular, with even how short it is, gives you gives the viewer a lot of chance to breathe with a lot of those quiet moments where I, I always feel like in the in what if it's always snappy dialogue. We got to go fast. We got to go fast, even if this line really shouldn't be said too quickly. And in this one, we're kind of we're given a chance to kind of sit with these characters and 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 feel and try to like put ourselves in that place. 
And I, I thought this episode was so well done. I love the art style. It's such a striking, visually different art style as well. Uh, to have F have these just extremely bright yellow streaks on her hair that I don't know if they're reflecting light or are they, is it hardware? Like, well, I don't know what that, what, why her hair looks like so different, so radically different from a lot of the other characters. But there's so much about her and some of the other characters that have sort of that studio trigger vibe that we saw last week. Um, in the twins or whatever um i thought this episode was fantastic and of course it gets extremely hyped towards the very very end and uh god damn i'm just i'm just along for the ride it's just so fun and creative and seeing that seeing that katana lightsaber is so cool very oh, cool yeah I, I mean i'm right there with you guys i thought this was i think this is just a great type of storytelling right they give you enough to to build this world it's a one-off little story it doesn't feel like it's you know, as opposed to the the ninth Jedi, which feels like okay, this is going to be like an epic. They're going to go on and they're going to have a, be on this epic journey. This felt like a really cool sort of like side quest or a side story for uh, F's lo- like bigger thing that she's going on, right? And I love the mentor relationship with this. Who, who I thought was I thought the 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 guy leading her around was going to be uh, a Jedi, but he's not. He's he's more uh, closely akin to. Um, Oh gosh, what's the character's name from Rogue Rogue like One? Like a force sensitive type. Yeah, character. he kind of reminded me You're of him a Donnie. Bit. Uh, yeah, uh, Donnie Young. Uh, yeah, not is that no Yen. Yeah, Donnie Yen. Yeah. Thank you. I don't remember his character name in Star Wars though. And we even by and by the way, I love that we get not in this episode, but in the in the in Tob One, we get sort of his words echoed, which is not necessarily a traditional saying, right? Because I'm one with the force, the force is with me. Um, Obviously not in this one, but I like that we're kind of mixing those in. And I always love the idea of the force being sort of like a gradient, right? Where some people can tap into it in different ways. And when you can sort of kind of. It's not this it, binary thing. It's not Yeah, like it's, not, it's not just yeah. you can't or you can't. There's people who are like, and they even say that I think I want to say in T.O.B. 1 where he's talking about how it, it might have been in this one. Too, I can't remember. But they talk about, oh, no, I don't think it was, it was Ninth Jedi. Well, now I'm mixing them all up. But I like the idea that they that they bring up in one of these episodes where. You know, like every it's, it flows through everyone, and the more you focus on it, and the more you can kind of train to do it, the more you can utilize it. Um, but some people just kind of are, you know, they never end up getting to that spot. Um, but I thought this episode was cool. I love the design of it. I love what, what was the studio that this one? Do we know? I didn't write that down. Super cool. Uh, I got it. It's I mean, uh, Kinema Citrus. Awesome. I don't know why yeah. I asked. I don't, <laughs> I don't have context <laughs> for it. But even even this just that starting visual, right? Which and Tim, you mentioned earlier, like this is like you would if it didn't have the touches of like the drones and some other things, you wouldn't think this was Star Wars. And that's totally true. But somehow, even with just the dude's helmet, yep. I'm like, that's so fucking Star Wars. Yeah, that's totally so man. Star Wars. Yeah. Like he's got a little analog thing that he's flicking on and off, and he's got that weird little wand thing, and he's got this big helmet that doesn't look comfortable or functional in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but it's super cool, and I want to wear it as a Halloween costume. That's super mm. Star Wars. And then of course, yeah, the that end part with I think that might be the most hype part of any of these that we've watched so far. Yeah. Totally. Where she just draws the katana and it's that moment of like it goes to black for a second and then you just see her yeah. as, as she's finished through with the strike and it's done. It's so cool. It's so anime. It's so star. It's awesome. 
you know, Nick, uh, you bring up the the guy we see him in the beginning. It's immediately like you know it's Star Wars because of that. And I and you saying that it's cool that he's not necessarily a Jedi. I love in the beginning when he ha- pulls that thing out. It kind of looks like a lightsaber, but then immediately it's like no, it's not a lightsaber. Yeah, it's like it's, this weird tracking. Thing. Yeah, I like that. That was cool. And Andy, you talking about the the art style? Uh, I loved it. It reminded me a lot of just Pokemon, but like I a kind of more thing. mature, grown up Pokemon. When you look at the the character designs, I'm like, fuck, this is this is cool that we're seeing Star Wars in this. It was this so style. sharp. There was there was a quality yeah. to like how i don't know i guess i'm used to whenever i watch the ninth jedi it looks like it has a it looks like it's on film it looks like mm. it's a different product where this one was so digital and each line was so incredibly sharp <laughs> and it was kind of like striking to me because I, I i don't know i guess i am used to more of the ninth jedi style where everything looks very more hand drawn in the sense that it's ink on paper as opposed to uh, you know, just straight up using uh, digital products or whatever. But yeah, I love this art style as well. It popped. It was gorgeous. And God dang, I just I just want more of this. I want more of these products. Yeah. Yeah. I love that this episode really feels like it could take place in canon. And it's like, yeah, this just happened on a planet and it doesn't affect anything else necessarily. But like this totally just could have happened. And I think that's really cool. And uh, uh, besides the final shots and the final fight, because God, that was cool. My favorite little element of this episode is the dumb rat tail, the apprentice rat tail. (laughs) And she just has it. And they like, I love how they use it for storytelling where it's just like, you know, she's kind of struggling without a master. There's some dark past. Mm-hmm. There's all this stuff. But when she cuts it off, it's like, she's okay, ready. okay, we're about to yeah. fuck shit Let's up. Go. That is yeah. so damn cool. The game. And then, and then that moment where, you know, I talked about the series getting dark and I believed for a moment when he was going to like kill the sister that that was actually going to happen. And that like, and then there, that's when it cuts to black and you see that she stops the Ugh, the blaster thing. The blaster. And, and that's when that moment kicks off and it's just so cool. And then uh, going back to what Andy and I were talking about earlier, the storytelling, like the use of flashbacks in this too. And they're so brief and they're so quick, but then also what Tim was saying of like playing with our expectations and they know that we know Star Wars, that that's all they need to give us or like these quick glimpses of just screaming and like a lightsaber and something like that. And then we kind of get enough of her backstory and that's just what's amazed me in these episodes being like 13 minutes long and I get so much about her story just in these little quips that like um, just because we're Star Wars fans we kind of exactly know that that was either the Jedi Purge or something like that that is just like really really cool I'm just give me just a hooded a... cloak figure just I know. Like, just oh, doing yeah. the thing if like all I need is that visual and it's like this is cool as shit man <laughs> I'm also I think I think this is hitting for me specifically though because like you know I mean you guys I think grew up a, with a, a lot more Star Wars than I did. I grew up in the 80s where you got the original trilogy. That was it. We had a Christmas special, I think. And then there was an Ewok <laughs> movie that no, we don't hey, talk about. Hey, y'all had a ton of books back then, Nick. I'm just going to say that. Uh, we had like three books back then. Crazy. <laughs> and uh, they weren't very good. Uh, but um, I, I think I just really like my Star Wars with an air of mystery and and them leaving me wanting more. And that's what each one of these episodes is doing. Each one of these reminds me of walking out of like, you know, uh, Return of the Jedi and being like, I want to know where this I want. I want more of this, even though the story wrapped up nicely. I want more of this universe and and having the world be like, hey, you're going to have to wait because this was a wonderful thing. Um, I did want to go back quickly to the ninth uh, Jedi and just talk about that end visual that I don't know if you guys caught 
as the camera kind of yeah. as it kind of circles around and it's just oh a, yeah a lightsaber which is completely on the nose but i'm like fuck it i don't care i like it that's hype. and the music popped off so hard that when it ended i was like god damn they just <laughs> went like this it's as if this is the studio's final thing they're ever going to make. They're like, we got to go hard right here. <laughs> no, real talk. It did have that feeling because it's like that's the type of thing that could be corny and debatably is corny. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because, you know, they had the conversation of like, should we go that hard? It's like, I don't yeah. know that we can yeah. go that hard. It's like, but, no, we're going to go that hard. It's like, OK, if we're going that hard, we better go even harder. And then they did it. <laughs> and now we're all like, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but also, but like, that's the style of this one, right? The style of this was like. And I wish I had more of uh, sort of a knowledge of, of anime eras, but this reminds me of that era where, like, you'd get an incredibly, incredibly important line of dialogue, like, that just goes by very, very fast because you're because we have to cram lots of stuff into these moments. And then they pop out, and then it's just like that hero shot of all of them walking, and then it's done. It turns around, and it's a lightsaber, and you're like, we're done. We're out. It's good. We're out. Uh, then the final episode we watched was T.O.B. 1. Uh, an interesting voice casting here Kyle Chandler. As the old man. Love it. Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler. I know him I from the <laughs> modern Godzilla movies, but that, I wouldn't have expected that Chandler. to be him. It's kind of weird, but yeah. good for him. He killed it. He did a good job. Who voiced uh, the kid, do we know? The, the kid was Jaden Waldman, which I, I, I'm not familiar with anything he he's, did a good job. he's done. Yeah, totally did a good job. Uh, like I said earlier, this one was one that I wasn't really excited to watch. Uh, and halfway through, I was like, I'm an idiot. This is great. I love how dark it got because it got dark. Uh, I think that the aesthetics Here's are the really reason Kyle Chandler died. <laughs> I, yeah, straight up. And like, just for a, a dumbass accident, when he goes in to where he's not supposed to in the garage and there's a straight up empire ship, it's like, we all know, uh, like Matt was saying, it's like, we know star Wars, we know what this means. And I think they did a very good job with the time that they had of let's just jump to it. Yeah, we're fucked. And I love the way the old man's kind of like, Hey, here's what you need. You fucked this up, so I'm gonna die. But like, <laughs> yeah, like let's let's make sure that uh, you're you're going on. I love the the art style of the old man himself. I think it really kind of redeems this style and takes it more than just being a little kiddie thing. Like there is so much artistry going into this, and there's something for people like us uh, that are watching this. And I love that they're just like, yeah, this is gonna get dark. We're gonna kill a lot of people, or at least imply that. And uh, the final fight scene is gruesome. Him getting his arm ripped off and him fighting back. And this whole Jedi scene is just such a cool departure oh from the gosh. rest of the episode. But and I, then I, I and really then the final it. kind of like upbeat, almost silliness of he wins and all the other droids kind of crowd around him and he just pops up and give him his like, I'm yeah. <laughs> gives the okay side. It's like, that's like good. And then I, I mean, again, like I, like I talked about at the beginning of this, I love the resolution of some of these, right? Because with the ninth Jedi, you're like, okay, you, your brain goes, they're going to go, they're going to recreate the Jedi. They're going to fight the Sith. It's going to be the same, a similar story to potentially what we've seen before. But in this one, they're like, no way. He's just going to take this, like his botany and all these cool plants, and he's going to go save another planet and start life on another planet. And that's his Jedi journey. And that's cool. That's cool to me. Again, going back to the theme of uh, what Tim was talking about, of, of the world and the force being just more than just flowing through humans. It flows through everything. If it's life, it is the thing that gives life to these planets. It used this robot, turned it, you know, tapped into the force that was in it because it is a thing. And now is, is using that as sort of a tool to, to go and spread life throughout the galaxy. I think that's such a beautiful and cool message. And what a cool reveal. I mean, obviously, we you can you can kind of see it coming but i love for the father figure to just like be moving those gigantic stone bricks i like oh god damn it kid and be like oh wow like you're a jedi that's awesome and like 
I, I don't know. I think this movie or this episode just has a lot of those cool cartoon like moments that fill you with awe. And then you're like, holy shit, you're the reason why the guy died. Also, what's up with this Sith guy? Why are his teeth part of his helmet? I don't know what's going on with you. Was I the only one feeling that way? Because like this Sith guy looked really weird by the end of this battle, and I didn't understand. It, it got a little. Cartoonish. Are you a robot? <laughs> I couldn't tell. No, I think I think there was just some liberties with the art style, where like he slashes him, and like the, 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 he gets a little bit more monstrous. And I I, do, I did think that was a little weird when he pops with teeth in the mask, but I think that was just like I don't think that was necessarily. It's like Batman Beyond to. having a mouth. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think that was just that was just an artistic liberty they took. But Speaking when you Batman, first see him, though, it's cool. Nick, how'd you feel about the the Batwing Empire ship, dude? Oh, right. I yeah. mean, dope. It's so cool looking. It's it like which is weird because it wasn't the same ship at the end, which seemed weird to me. Like it was there was a moment where it flies in and it's got one like one like wing, and then when he lands later in the episode, it looks like it's a completely different ship. But I digress. I could have just seen those wrong. I am such a sucker for a planet and a lone ship going toward that planet. <laughs> it's so cool, right? And, like, obviously, we, we talked about the, the sort of tone of this being a little bit, like, happy-go-lucky. But, yeah, it gets dark, and that's that moment where you're like, oh, shit. Actually, even the moment before that when you see him on the bridge, you're like, is that Vader? That's not Vader. And then it's not, but it's, it's a Vader-like Sith person who's just going around hunting Jedi. Is, and even the line where he's like, I cannot allow you to become a threat. Is just so yeah. damn Sith, man. I love it. Yeah, this one, this one, I like this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, sounded probably a little bit more negative uh, than everyone on this episode. I still liked it. Like, I just think it's kind of lower on the oh yeah of, of things that I enjoyed of the series. Like, I thought it was a cool riff on Pinocchio. I did like the art style. Uh, it took a little bit to grow on me, but I just liked how... I just love entering a new episode of the show and the art style being completely different. Like, I just think that's refreshing. Like I I'm enjoying what if, but the art style being the same and then going to this and having each episode feel completely different. I'm really kind of digging that. And, um, I loved like the montage and that kind of stop motion rock montage. montage. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're just, just looking under every rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love and it. just even that stop motion thing of him, like creating the plant life and stuff like that with the music, I thought was really, really nice. So using another droid as like a booster, like, and I, just like the fuzzy backgrounds yeah that sort of like distinct this is where you are apart from what's on the foreground which is the characters i really dug that as well exactly and i think there was a droid jedi like in the prequels or something and like in the background in one of the scenes that i just remember always as like just questioning being like oh can a droid be a a jedi and then i remember i don't know maybe i'm mistaking that but i think i remember seeing like a droid jedi in the background of one of the prequels or one of the star wars movies so i just like that idea and then him being i think he was powered by a kyber crystal right like yeah that was so he was looking for the kyber crystal the entire time and he couldn't find it it was within i still enjoyed the episode yeah exactly by the way the uh the visual of him looking under the rocks i thought was so well done that sort of like that 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 cut, jump cutty style, yeah. and if you notice, the lighting changes just ever so slightly as he goes to each rock to to, to kind of denote that he's been looking under these rocks like all day, and the we're just kind of giving you a slice of the sun. Yeah, the sun going overhead is lighting. I'm like, what? How do you get to that level of artistry in your yep. life? <laughs> like, how no, long honestly, does that take to understand how to do that? That's so cool. I think that scene is is such a good example of this show where it's like if you put loving care into something. Anything can be interesting and cool because it's literally a pretty extended montage of him just walking around to different rocks, lifting it up, but we're connecting with it. Like in a Star Wars thing, 
that montage is still pretty cool. Like, I think that that is a testament to Star Wars Visions. They are knocking it out of the park so and far. I, I think, I think, and, and absolutely. And I think where, where it comes down to me is like these stories have meaning, and they have meaning outside of what's what's happening in the plot, right? And that is where real art starts to occur. Where when when a story has meaning, when a story hits on a level, it evokes that level of emotion. It's it's art. It's beautiful. And these are. Just so cool that they've been able to do them, and I'm so hyped to watch the next three. Uh, so really cool thing. We will be doing the next three. I don't have a schedule. I'm hoping it'll be next week, but we'll we'll keep you guys updated on that. But a cool thing in the meantime is I noticed that um, on the extras tab on Disney's, Disney Plus for Star Wars Visions, there's essentially like mini documentaries about each episode. Oh, wow. And they're like, cool. they're like oh, 10 minutes dope. long. So yeah, it's like I'm, I'm really excited to go back in there. So the extras on this seem pretty substantial and pretty interesting. So Nice. Cool stuff. Uh, Matt, thank you again for joining us. Where can people find you? Uh, You guys can go subscribe to the podcast that I do. I do a bunch of movie podcasts, uh, Untitled Movie Podcast, Untitled Movie Reviews on podcast services everywhere. We just launched a YouTube, which is just Untitled Movies. It's probably the easiest way to find us on Letterboxd, everywhere else. Uh, We just posted our uh, No Time to Die review this morning. Uh, So you guys can go check that out. I loved it. So I can't wait for you guys to see it. Uh, But yeah, or you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. Hell yes. Uh, let us know in the comments below what you thought about episodes four, five, and six. Until next time, may the force be with you.